Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Live, we are live. Uh, it's once again a man who needs no introduction at this point. If you haven't gotten a chance to go check him out, it's the one and only Andre Martinov. You can go to his website, which will be in the description box as well. His blog, which is Smoothie X Twenty Two, um, Smoothie X Twelve, yeah, <laughs> at Blogspot, Smoothie X Twelve. That blog will be there in the description box. And folks, if you haven't done it so already, I urge you. I've, I've said this a million times on multiple shows. Get his books, "Losing Military Supremacy," "Disintegration," and the and in the in the, uh, the third one, which is the, uh, the what is the new affairs of 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 uh, military. I forgot the, the third title at the moment. Real, real revolution in military affairs. That's man. it. Get those three books. They're incredibly powerful and poignant. Gives you the framework of where we are today. Because here's the thing: if you don't understand the past, if you don't understand what real information is versus the propaganda that we've been brought up with here in the United States, you will never understand what's really happening. Andre, welcome back. There's a lot going on. We My have the, uh, the, the chief demon himself, the one and only Henry Kissinger, who to the West, he's like a, uh, a, a godlike figure or, or a genius, but in the real global sense amongst those that are in Russia, that are in China and much of the real world, he's a nobody. And at the same time, we have the idiots in Davos who are a bunch of morons who people think are so all-powerful. And <laughs> they're talking about transitioning to a new economy. I think the only thing that these idiots are good at is breaking things. Uh, they're not good at creating anything. So we have that. We have the, the retreat. The great retreat is happening uh, in Ukraine with the Ukrainian army uh, pretty much in a, in, a, in, a, in a sticky situation where many of them are just trying to sneak themselves out, out, out of the conflict zones and try to, you know, get out of there. I mean, it's, it's a lost hope. I mean, the Washington Post has recently put out an article saying that it's, it's a lost cause, what is happening over there. So many things are happening. Uh, we have the inflation situation here, food uh, security issues here. The global hegemon is breaking down. Andre, where do you want to begin? Um, I don't even know where to start, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, things um, <clears throat> develop. Things are developing in such a really fast manner. And but then again, it's um, as somebody said, uh, civilizations do not, uh, you know, decline; right. they collapse. And my last book was precisely about that. So it's just. Let's start with Ukraine, I guess, because this is yeah. actually the uh, nexus. This is the pivotal point of all of that. You know. Right. So, what is the latest out of Ukraine? Because uh, we are told every single day that uh, the javelin is, is such a, an amazing weapon system that they're painting murals of uh, the Mother Mary holding a javelin missile on the side of buildings. And you have brain-dead idiots who are completely propagandized by video games, thinking that this is the greatest thing and that you know Russia's losing and Ukraine is winning. Where do you want to start? Um. 
Well, it's not surprising uh, that so many people are brainwashed if they watch MSNBC, NBC or Fox, I mean, for the most part, it's just mainstream media, it's a propaganda machine, uh, and some of it is erasable from the military point of view, including those American four-star generals who come out and spread absolute baloney. And here's the kind of dual issue. If they do it in the uh, complete belief in what they say, then they are really bad professionals. And it's not surprising they never won anything in their lives. Or if they uh, do it uh, knowing the real score, then it shows them that you're absolutely people without principles and human trash, basically. You know. So, but other than that, I mean, yeah, uh, if you listen to serious military uh, uh, professionals, and again, uh, in the United States, is uh, enough to pay attention to what uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor says or Larry Johnson say. Or other people uh, who say that basically, yeah, and I was on record. I am on record still. I mean, well, everybody was, you know, praising this, you know, uh, uh, um, or praising this ghost of Kiev, whatever that is, and javelins. You know, I it was done. It was done in two weeks, pretty much. You know, the yeah. Ukrainian army was denied the maneuver, and after that, it's just a matter of uh, what we observe now: mopping up and you know, breaking through defense, creating additional cauldrons, then to reducing them some. Uh, yesterday, I believe the uh, number of the POWs from Vasil just in the uh, in LDNR on the Donbass republics was already something in excess of 6,000, I believe, and they continue to surrender. And basically, Vasil is losing now on the average of a battalion a day, both killed, KIAs and MIAs and uh, wounded sanitary uh, losses, which cannot be, uh, which are also irrevocable. Most of them just end up being, you know, combat not ready. That is why they throw the last, uh, uh, which is really forceful. It's uh, almost coercive uh, mobilization. They uh, throw in those territorial battalions. And as you correctly stated, today Washington Post suddenly recognized that it's over, guys, you know. United, you know, and I was surprised that it took them three months lying, you know. But then again, it's U.S. mainstream media. They lie all the time. You know, so just... Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and we I just recently saw from a, a video from the front lines, which is, of course, taken by some Western soldiers uh, from the accents. I could tell that they're American, whether they're a mercenary group or not. I'm not exactly sure which outfit they're with. But you can tell from the video footage that I've seen that they were literally running for their lives, literally running for their lives. They, they tried to uh, uh, shoot a javelin or some sort of anti-tank munition against a Russian tank. It didn't work. And this is more and more of the stories you're hearing, this, this whole facade. And a lot of these American yeah. guys think are starting to realize, hey, you know what? This is not like fighting a bunch of 7th century goat herders in Afghanistan. This is a different ball game. This is a professional army we're, we're, we're facing. And like what happened, Andre, on 8-8-2008 in South Ossetia, Western forces and quote-unquote advisors are coming with the full brunt and reality what the Russian military professional is all about. Well, it's um, about real war. 
and again, uh, I've been, oh my gosh, from the first book, which was written in 2017, and on and on, and that's what I write, uh, speak uh, about nonstop. Uh, the wars which United States fought, be it first uh, Gulf War against utterly, uh, absolutely inept militarily and technologically, uh, basically backward uh, Arab military of Iraq's uh, army, Saddam's army, and then fighting whatever the United States fought. It was primarily expeditionary, if not just high-intensity police operations. It is one thing when you have the overwhelming uh, firepower on your um, side, and you shoot, as you correctly stated, well, those guys who are primarily armed with uh, AK-47s, maybe RPGs, maybe some uh, sort of, uh, you know, cottage industry Katusha's, uh, Katusha rockets, which they make in their whatever, you know, uh, uh, places and uh, villages or what have you. And, of course, they have IEDs. That's pretty much it. But real war is not about it. Real war is about the fire impact, including into the operational and strategic depth. And, yes, when people see there what you have, uh, it's one thing even uh, getting under the smirch or BM-21s, good old Russian MLRS, but it's a completely different story when you are hit with tornado or toss. And then, of course, you have Russian aviation, and then you have the fire impact, which lasts for pretty much nonstop. And you have the, basically, you get out in the open, and you immediately noticed, and, uh, you know, by Russian... Uh, either space-based assets or ground recon, and you have the targeting on you immediately worked out, and you have already some things flying towards you. Yeah. That's real war. Yeah. That's real war. That's what is this all about, you know? And I think those 155 and 177 millimeter howitzers that the U.S. sent over to the Yukis, the Ukrainazis, to utilize. I've seen the videos where they immediately fired one or two of those howitzers, and within minutes, it was already targeted and blown to vaporized by by Russians. It, it's incredible to see this. I, I I personally never seen such response in all my no. years of covering warfare. I've never seen yeah. like this. Yeah, uh, Russians spent uh, a lot of time, and especially in their artillery uh, uh, academies, military academies, a counter battery uh, fight, counter battery tactics. Uh, you know, have been developed to perfection. And Russia, well, that's another thing. Uh, the United States uh, sends those uh, artillery or, you know, gunnery radar, which basically, you know, calculates the uh, ballistic trajectory of the kind of inversely ballistic trajectory of the enemy. And then you have their basically position, you know, coordinates, which responds. The problem, of course, it's one thing when you uh, do something with the uh, third rate military, totally another. Russia has not only the, the, their own radar like that. And I can give you the names of the two of them. It's both Farah and Zoo Park, which is a zoo. And of course, Russia has the uh, you know significant uh, acoustic and other types of the recon, which allows you to immediately pinpoint uh, the position of the enemy artillery. And of course, there are all kinds of drones. And so you go on and on and on. And basically, you just you know, guys sit there. They get the click, so to speak. Target is calculated, and they respond, and there you go. Exactly. Very well said. Audrey, your thoughts on this latest shenanigans, which I think it doesn't make a, a, a heck of a difference at the end of the day, as we're seeing the old world order, the unipolar world, dying the death of a thousand cuts. And I'm talking about you know the Swedes and the Finnish 
all of a sudden joining NATO. NATO, which is a North Atlantic treaty organization that's finding its well, it's 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 finding its way to the South China Seas. That's how far the uh, Atlantic Ocean stretches. It seems like Andre. Yep. <laughs> Which point? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that because of the stupidity, the gross incompetence of what you're seeing happening here in the West, that the theater of special military operation should or could uh, go beyond just the Eastern Front of the Ukraine? Well, it is obvious that uh, Ukraine uh, is the hottest for now conflict. But of course, it is a global struggle. And you correctly pointed out that it's the old uh, world order is just collapsed. It's imploding, actually. It's been doing this for the last couple of years. But now it's accelerated to the point that we literally are um, uh, basically uh, seeing Russia acting uh, her own, uh, basically what is... Uh, uh, ultimatum, which was presented to the West, primarily through the United States in November 2021. Russia wants NATO rolled back, you know, and uh, certainly the number of the factors which uh, uh, go into this, it's a separate topic, and they're of the military technical uh, nature. But uh, truth is, and I actually spoke yesterday on my YouTube channel about it, uh, the balance shifted so dramatically in favor of what is emerging now as the uh, Eurasian uh, uh, economic and military second, uh, in, in second turn, uh, uh, if you can call it common market or organization, which is emerging now, which is some people say the BRICS is going to be the foundation of the new uh, order possible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for now, it's... Uh, and what I spoke yesterday, when you look at uh, Russia, India, and China combined, Correct. economically, they begin to dwarf the United States with the uh, European Union when you properly calculate the economy. Because they cannot, obviously, because in Davos, they, those people never held a real job in their life. Never. They, they, I mean, Klaus Schwab couldn't run a lemonade stand. Yeah, well, no, he just absolute moron. I mean, he the, the, uh, the fact that somebody pays attention to his blabbering and just idiotic uh, say the academic say the scholar garbage which he right. writes i mean it's real funny i mean the guy has no clue actually of the world outside no, he and he doesn't understand actually what real resources are and right. the real resources are of course not iphones and money in the bank you know right. however important they might be you know in the second turn it's the energy it's the real industry it's what right. you manufacture what you what you produce and those people world. don't think in those uh, frameworks. They don't even recognize it. They have no experience with that. So. You, know, you, you know, the problem is, like, Andre, you and I know the story of the Philosopher's Stone, right? The guy who's trying to go out there and everything that he touches, he wants to turn it to gold, right? Yeah. And these idiots, because of central banking, because of their, their stranglehold that they've had for so long on central banking and the financial powers that they've, that they've created, they literally think that their paper is mightier than hydrocarbons. They literally think that their paper is mightier than agriculture. They literally think that their paper that they print out of thin air, backed by nothing, grown on trees, for all we care about, right, yeah. is more powerful than a physically produ uh, productive economy. And this is, this is insane. This is why the whole sanction thing has blown up in their faces, where they're literally looking at, uh, you know, he, I, I think it was, I, I don't know which idiot it was. I think it might have been Kissinger who said, uh, whoever has the money 
has the power. No. Yeah, it's yeah. he who has the physical production and a physical economy that calls the shots and makes the rules. And I think the West, the idiot morons, the paper printers are starting to wake up to this reality. It's incredible to see this. Today, today, uh, basically, uh, Silanov, <laughs> who was the, so to speak, uh, uh, you know, uh, owned liberal in Russian government, he comes out and he's Minister of Finances of Russia. Who would have expected from him something like this two years ago? And he says, dollar and euro are toxic assets. <laughs> <laughs> also, and uh, because they are basically not supported by anything, and that's what the other thing which I'm uh, talking about nonstop. I and you know you read them. I read my I wrote my books about this. People don't understand the size of the, for example, Russian economy. No. It is not just larger; it is much larger than the economy of, for example, of Germany. Correct. Yeah, it's. I'm t- talking about like tremendously larger, and yes. they still think that you know. Uh, and then, of course, we have this uh, situation with the European Union, which are not even, um, not only they decline economically, they are not really, uh, you know, subjects uh, of international uh, relations. They are objects. They are nobodies. They're being pushed by uh, Washington. And eventually they are, well, they are already basically uh, sacrificed at the altar of the agony of Washington, economic and military, what have you. So to kind of prolong the life a little bit longer, but yeah, when you look at Germany, goodness gracious, they have the guy who runs the economy who he who doesn't even have economic degree. He literally right. has a PhD in not like doctor of philosophy. He is doctor of philosophy in philosophy. <laughs> so the guy literally has no clue how industries work, mm-hmm. how energy works, how the grid operates. You know, right. so this is what that's the kind of people who are here sitting in EU. They have no freaking clue. Most of the, the fathers they ever got into were the banking sector, like this Macron boy from France, you know. Right. And it's like, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Scholz, I'm, I'm not sure Scholz ever held a real job in his life. No. He has a degree in law. His uh, clown, this uh, girl, what's her name, uh, Annalena Bierbrock yeah. or whatever, she, nobody knows in what education she has. She has the, some kind of program in the United States, which, of course, brainwashed. I, I, I think it's some sort of social work degree. Social work, yeah. yeah. And it's like these are people who are running the country, which is supposed to be the locomotive. This <laughs> locomotive has the second highest uh, price of energy in the world. Right. You know, it, it's like you cannot literally produce anything anymore there Correct. without, you know, subsidies and everything. And now they begin to face this and, you know, there you go. Here we are. And, th- and, th- and this is symptomatic. It- it's, like, it's not like in Russia and China where you have people that are in, in charge of the respective industries are people that are learned and studied in those industries, right? In yeah. the United States and in Europe and in Canada and all the freaking Western countries, you have one overarching field of study more than anything else. That's law. Everybody's a lawyer, or you got a political science degree, yeah, or you're a social true. worker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you wouldn't take your car. If you had a nice car, you're not going to take it to the, you know, I know this good mechanic. Uh, does he work on cars? I don't know, but he talks about cars. He hasn't really worked on a car, uh, but he says the right lingo. He has he says the right buzzwords. Yeah. Oh, did he go to a, t- a trade school? No, no, he didn't go to a trade school, but he has a degree in philosophy. Why would yeah. you take your car to him? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's absolutely correct. And that's the other thing. You know, uh, if you look, for example, at Prime Minister uh, 
of the um, of Russian Federation, Mikhail Mishustin, for example. He has a PhD actually in machine building complex. He he graduated the machine building university in Russia. Right. So you know, it's uh, the guy is the bona fide top notch engineer. You know, right, right. you have the uh, guy who runs the Russian military industrial complex, Yuri Borisov. Well, not only he is a general, former general, he has a PhD also in the uh, uh, industrial and military uh, sciences. Mm-hmm. So and uh, it's just uh, yeah, you have the professionals who run the industries. You know. Right, and exactly. uh, then you have here, yeah, we, we know what happened to Boeing, sadly, how the guy without aeronautical engineering degree gave us the Boeing 737 MAX. Oh, wonderful we, plane. Wonderful plane. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's absolutely. Andre, there was a time where I used to say, if it, if it's not a Boeing, I ain't going. Yeah. Now, yeah. if it is a Boeing, I ain't going. Yeah. Well, we flew, uh, um, we flew to the wedding of our daughter a few months ago and w- to Puerto Rico. We made sure we, fl- we flew A320s. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, same. Like, I'm looking at uh, flying over to uh, United Arab Emirates pretty soon. And I'm like, think- I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, th- I'm either going to go an A380 or an A350. That's, that's what I'm looking around for. I, I just won't do it. Because, again, you have a guy who's in charge of Boeing. No experience in aeronautical engineering, none whatsoever. And an amazing to me, Boeing, which was one of the greatest engineering companies yeah, out there. It was the, yeah, it was a hallmark, basically. It was a hallmark. And when and when they got when they merged with McDonnell Douglas, a failing company, a company that was literally swirling the toilet bowl, and they took the executives of McDonnell Douglas, the losers, yeah. and they put these losers in charge of Boeing, changing the entire culture. It's never been the same. And then Alan Mullaney took over. And then the yeah. current moron take over. Now you have 737 Maxes going down, all sorts of problems, reliability issues. 787 Dreamliner, oh, yeah, problem. They're... They can't get the 777X out there, the, the, the 777X, that the new one that's going to be coming out. All sorts of development and teething problems. They can't get anything out there. It's incredible. Yeah. The only thing is, uh, the only uh, plane I feel confident are the good old 777s. Same. You know, from the times so the wonderful yeah. planes, I love them. Same. I am, all, all, honestly, I'm looking at how the 747 is being retired. I feel really sorry. Uh, the Queen of the Skies. Yeah, it's a wonderful plane. Once really the box has been uh, worked out from it, it's a wonderful machine. But now, yeah, I kind of like, yeah, flying someone and saying, eh, yeah, I don't want to do that. All triple sounds good, sure. It, uh, good things. Yep, exactly. Very well said. So we have recently the wonderful brain dead Biden administration has uh, shoveled $40 billion into Ukraine. Oh, yeah. that you and I both know is nothing but a massive money laundering scheme. Eight, eight $8.7 to replenish U.S. weapon stockpiles, meaning it's going to go off to pay. Uh, uh, contractors and lobbyists, 8.7 yeah, million. Yeah. That's all it is. Oh, going to improve anybody's weapon. We sent them javelins where the batteries are drained. They can't even fire the damn javelins. They're pathetic. 3.9 billion for US EUCOM, which is, you know, uh, yeah. the office that, that's controlling a lot of the uh, covert operations there in Kiev, uh, which is, again, another waste of money. 5 billion for, uh, 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 for global food supply chain, whatever that, that is. Yeah, I, I have no idea what it is. Six billions for weapons and training, nine billion for economics. Says none of this is going to go anywhere to anyone. 
And while we're spending all this, um, Andre, I just got video out of uh, uh, supermarkets in, in, in New York. Uh, yeah. They're completely out of baby food or baby formulas. Yeah, I know. This I... is where we are. I, you know, I was speaking to a colleague of mine, Andre. He's in Sao Paulo, Brazil. He's American, lives in Sao Paulo. And he said, you know, we've become like Venezuela, but with a slightly better currency right now. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it is. You know what? Uh, the infrastructure which United States has for now, this is from the times past. You know, it's uh, uh, the, you know, Eisenhower Highway, you know, uh, yeah. legislature, you know, all those things, wonderful things, which have been built actually primarily in 50s and 60s, you know, some 70s. And then the United States stopped to exist, actually, and develop as the industrial country. And, yeah, we, we can do and, you know, uh, pay some uh, highways again, you know, fix here and there. But there's no real infrastructure development. And then, of course, we, we are talking about the United States losing basically real economy in the last 25 years. And there you are. And suddenly, while still not Venezuela, but um, if you read my... Uh, 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 last book, the disintegration. Yes. First, uh, first quarter of the book is dedicated to the fact of the food, so they call food insecurity, yeah. which is the euphemism for actually being hungry. Mm-hmm. And when you have the horrendous numbers in tens of millions of American kids or parents having only one meal a day because they cannot afford anything more. It, it has to terrify people, you know, and now we have the like into your face, this baby formula issue and things of that nature. And, and again, these people, they cannot run anything. You won't allow them to run 7-Eleven store. They will still, you know, basically bankrupt it and just make it fully dysfunctional. Right. And yet we have them basically standing. Well, what's the name of the guy? Uh, he is on the uh, paternal uh, uh, leave for the... Um, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg, yeah. yeah I, call, I call him Booty Juice. But... Yeah, so there you go. So and uh, another genius. <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. going to happen to him. I mean, the last picture I've seen of him, he had you know those uh those uh vests that women who can't breastfeed wear, and they yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah yeah. It's uh, I mean it's a complete implosion, and people many people begin to feel it. You know, I spoke last week. I was invited to some gathering at the uh, home of the, he's a former uh, uh, naval officer, retired, you know, and people, his friends and others gathered. And I spoke to them. They asked me basically what the hell is going on. They, people know that something is completely, you know, going completely bananas, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had to give them kind of a couple of hours talk. And they said, oh my God, yeah, we kind of suspected it. Now we know, you know, because obviously I was, uh, not just saying, oh, that's my opinion. There, are, yeah, I always say, yeah, go there, look up this, go here. It's all out there in the open. And again, yes, returning back to Ukraine, you know that the Russians already lost one million people, ten thousand tanks, and <laughs> you know, yeah, those uh, generals, American generals, yeah, like this Petraeus guy who never won crap in his life. He, he right. will know how to run the real army against the real enemy, but. Uh, when um, Azov fell uh, 10 days ago, he comes out on CNN and said, you don't even understand what horrendous price Russians paid. It's like, okay, yeah, I don't think so. There was a horrendous. Of course, there were, you know, there were killed people. They were wounded. You know, there was some loss of uh, equipment and of course, things right. that were inevitable in real war. Right. But the fact is, 
the guy didn't even read the interview of the guy uh, who was in command of so-called battalion Vostok. In reality, it's not battalions, kind of brigade size or regiment size force. They're losing the, uh, a battalion a day at this point. No, right? yeah. Well, and uh, he. No, I'm talking about the uh, LDNR guy, the from Donbass, oh, okay. Alexander Khodakovsky. Yes. And he said, when we started to receive those POWs in Mariupol, when we recognized that we are outnumbered, you know, like, oh, my gosh. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, and they still kick their butt, you know. And, uh, of course, with the help of Russian equipment, Russian special forces and things of this uh, nature. But, I mean, they don't even understand what is going on. And uh, so now when you have this Washington uh, Post admitting that three months will lie to you, okay, and then New York Times says, yeah, we also lied to you. And everybody lies. Then the question is, what, what, you are not good for anything. You are basically nothing but propaganda machine. All the professionals already stated. In the first two weeks, it was decided already. It was all over. It was just a matter of time and effort, you know, of separating the civilians, which are used constantly as the human shell. The right. thing which they don't want to report, you know, about it. Mm -hmm. And um, so there you go. And... It adds, it's all adds up. It all adds up and then creates the situation of the impending doom. And there are issues which we should worry about really seriously. The fuel crisis, the food crisis. I mean, I, I love, you said it best, the euphemism, food insecurity. The correct yeah. word is starvation. Yeah, people yeah. are really going hungry. It's, it's what it is. It's yeah. like when they use the word quantitative easing. It's oh, yeah. money printing to oblivion. Money printing, yeah. So we're facing, you know, here's what's funny, Andre. All of a sudden, and you and I have, uh, especially you, I know you, you've seen this. You know, you, you, you have a mind that's apt for these types of patterns. When you have food processing plants that are going, catching on fire randomly all over the country. When you have uh, freightliner trucks that are, or, or that parts are stolen out of these trucks in many, many trucking uh, lots. Yeah, where they cannot operate them, right? Their their ECU prom is removed from the engine, right? Um, when you have refrigeration trailers, that there's a shortage of that. When you have the fertilizer, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, supply which cannot meet the which completely missed the spring planting window. Yeah. We're heading for some trouble, and now we've heard that there was a um, a derailment. Because we know what's happened ever since this, you know, this, yeah. the, the brilliant tactics here in the West of going after fertilizer and this, that, and the other, sanctioning Russia. Well, a lot of the farmers have switched to potash yeah. as well as uh, uh, manure and other nitrogen-based fertilizers. And a major potash train just derailed in Canada. Yeah. This is just, it, it, it almost seems like our own leaders are causing some sort of asymmetric warfare against us. I'm not trying to be conspiratorial, but my own gut is telling me this. Well, uh, never, never discount human stupidity, okay? Yeah, never. Sometimes what we, we see the parents, sometimes you look at it and then you begin to realize, actually, it's not just that. It's the people being dumb. And I can give you one example, which actually should address a little bit, which, by the way, there are some parents, no doubt about it, and many people notice that. Mm -hmm. But the point is, uh, which answers this question, actually, United States, as you know, uh, while imposing those sanctions on Russia, which, by the way, do not work. In fact, is, you know, they create opposite effect. 
the uh, fertilizer, uh, uh, Russia's uh, the delivery of fertilizers to the United States are not sanctioned. They are excluded. Right. So because evidently they understand that they have to actually take the exception. And there are many exceptions. You know, those sanctions are really funny for the United States. United States wants to uh, Europe to commit uh, economic suicide. That's for sure. But for itself, the United States still receives their Russian oil and Russian fertilizers and other products. So it's a really funny uh, sanctions. It is all about putting Europe uh, where it was going, you know, pretty much for the last uh, uh, 30, 40 years, and then just basically consume it. Uh, that's the plan. And I am on record. And if you uh, listen to what I, am ta- I talk about in my videos, all right, and... In some sense, this plan, however cynical and however, uh, you know, um, very hardly implemented, still makes sense, you know, if you sit in Washington and you are this, you know, guy from the, uh, uh, some U.S. Ivy League, you know, from the economics or what have you, you know, programs, and you uh, promoted yourself well in this government, you definitely make sense. Like, yeah, let's sacrifice Europe. Let's cut Europe off the uh, Russian energy supply, which means obviously the death of the European industry. But we will get a European market, and then we get also the on flow, onshore flow, you know, from some uh, finances and technologies, which will be going back to the United States. In some sense, it makes sense, but of course, even that doesn't work properly because it immediately begins to hit the snags. You know, and stutters, and then suddenly you have the situation which is not just Europe, it's the United States also under horrendous economic pressure. And here we are again, we're talking about it. You know, it, it nobody can deny it anymore. You know, absolutely. Very well said. What do you think is uh, going to happen from here on out, especially as it seems that Ukraine is going to be another hallmark of defeat for, uh, for yeah. the US? For the West in general, uh, what do you see accelerating uh, as a cascading effect that starts there to what will occur here in the West as the ramifications for the failures of the West really come home to roost? Um, I see what I can say with some degree of uh, probability, so to speak. And, you know, I am on record. I hate forecasts generally. But uh, first, we are witnessing the end of the U.S. dollar. And it's being killed practically every day. And we see the emergence of the, what I always say, power politics, which never really went away. It's just that Russia finally, uh, you know, decided, uh, screw that, you know. And you can see the power politics based on the overwhelming military power and its application, proper application. And that's the military part, which many people do not recognize. And you cannot blame them. It's difficult for them to explain what is the uh, new air defense or anti-ballistic missile defenses, what hypersonic weapons do, and how they influence and reflect on the economic activity. But the U.S. dollar is dying. Not dying, it's being killed, basically. You know, the bluff was called, and you can see yourself that, yeah, it's primarily paper, you know, so it's... uh, <clears throat> and all those um, foundations on which the mythology and the power of U.S. dollars rested for the last uh, uh, few decades are gone, basically. The United States is 
thoroughly deindustrialized and is facing this economic crisis of unimaginable proportion. So in this particular case, Europe will uh, will be going one way or another because I don't think so. The issue of the European elites is reversible. <clears throat> the European political discourse is completely corrupt and subdued by the United States, and right. that's why we have the people who have no clue what they're doing. So they're gonna screw it up even more, and uh, European Union will disintegrate. You know, right. we know that, and uh, against the background of uh, emerging massive uh, economic and military. Alliance, let's call it this way. In Eurasia, we might look at possibly Turkey making a dash towards the uh, security and economic structures, you know, uh, uh, in the uh, Eurasian mass. As for the United States, we are in for a very rough ride because obviously hyperinflation cannot be uh, really um, hidden anymore. And I'm talking about hyperinflation, not just inflation. We already have inflation. Yeah, where the hyper hits, and definitely United States uh, already being uh, much poorer, it will become even more poor. And I mean, on strategic level, we can have the probably um, United States going back into the uh, however important with nuclear weapons and all that original major regional status and becoming just one of the players. Yeah. I mean, strong players, but one of the many other big guys you know playing the game so Uh, absolutely now i see the same thing andre i mean when i look at uh what's happening in terms of uh the loss okay i mean we we, we, real inflation numbers when i look at it we're like we're at anywhere between 16 to 20 percent somewhere in in, in between there you know um i i think um what's going to happen and transpires especially with the market and again that's you know my specialty i'm always looking at the market especially what's happening in the derivatives market and, and all the other, you know, things that are, that are going on. I speak with yeah. family offices, investment banks. I have in constant contact with, I'm telling you right now, everybody, this is what, they, this is what I, they told me. And this is what I've shared with my audience before. If it's not on fire, it's smoldering. Yeah. There's smoke. If it's not already on fire and burning, it's smoking right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, I, I think the American, the Americans are going to feel that pain very, very soon. And, 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 and if people are not in the right areas where you have strong farmland, yeah. you, you have good relationship with local farmers, you're going to find yourself in a very bad predicament because th- this thing is going to continue to break down. The war machine is definitely coming to an end over here. There's no doubt about it, Andre. I yeah. agree with you. Well, um, it's not only that. We have to look generally at the state of the American cities yeah. in general. Oh, yeah. They became basically uh, they're completely entities which completely do not fit actually uh, into the way the country was kind of wound up initially, you know. And then, of course, yeah, and uh, I was asked to write a review, which is a huge honor for me, on the latest book of by Michael Hudson. You know, oh, it's nice. like, oh, my yeah. gosh, you know, I'm I'm a schmuck in economics, economics, you know, so to review the, you know, one of the best, you know, economic minds of our time, you know, but it's obviously a huge uh, honor. So I'm working hard, you know. But uh, but point is that, uh, yeah, he predicted it in his uh, super imperialism in the 90s and obviously the fact that killing the host, you know, yeah, financial capital killed the country. 
Yeah. It kills the nation. It is. And then, of course, yeah, you have those people who have been, you know, being excreted from those Ivy League and other, you know, humanities programs in the United States, which were nothing more than basically indoctrination. Right. And you have those guys running the country without having a clue what they are doing. They don't know. They yeah. really don't. They are they're dumb. People sometimes don't understand that. Uh, you say, oh, how, f you know, what are the limits of human stupidity? Limitless. Limitless. We're looking at people who have no clue in anything. And then, yeah, we have those, you know, plebs like us, you know, like me, and like you saying, hey, guys, look, look around, look what is happening. And well, now people begin to uh, feel it, they begin to uh, experience it, and we are talking about the horrendous number. I again, as I said, I don't know, tens upon tens of millions, maybe hundred million of Americans who are literally economically deprived. Yeah, it's uh, it's horrendous. Loss of purchasing power is at an all time yeah. low. Yeah, inflation is up. Americans' average life expectancy has fallen two to three yeah. years. Yeah. Mental health crisis is exploding in this country. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. We we observe it all the time. And then we have this generation, new generation. These poor kids, uh, you know what uh, people say? Oh, they uh, think in clip-type clip thinking, you know, uh, uh, mentality. Yeah. Uh, but who is guilty? And yeah. then again, the culture is degenerate. Look at the Hollywood. Right. Fantastical thinking and those, oh my gosh, you know what, uh, this Marvel Universe, I cannot even, apart from the uh, those issues of transgenderism, and it's <laughs> a complete, they are maiming the new generation. They yeah. maim them psychologically. And yeah. those people don't understand what they're doing. Right. Absolutely right. You know, I, I said uh, to a colleague of mine, I was, uh, you know, I sent this message. I said, look, uh, I think it had to do with... Um, uh, this this is the first generation, this Generation Z that is in America right now. Their latest trend is to fake or admit to have various disorders yeah. mentally so that they see it as a virtue. Oh, yeah, it is a virtue now. It, and it's incredible to me because when I see how stupid and dumb the average American child is, their future is a future of either sex work or a sweatshop, yeah. That's well, or or service based. They, there is yeah. the future looks bleak. There's, I mean, we make nothing here. Our number one exports are trash and recyclables. Those are our two biggest exports as a country. We make nothing, and that native tribal knowledge on 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 creating factories and creating industry is gone. It's gone forever. I don't know what these kids are going to do, Andre. I have no clue. It well, doesn't look good. Yeah, it's me Me too. You know, me neither. I don't understand what... Uh, I know it's a very bleak future. Only a small part of those kids uh, have the appropriate uh, uh, work ethics, and they want to expand their horizon and learn something. But again, uh, and here we come to this very important category of labor as a historic category and productive labor. Yeah. And uh, so much has been written about we either create and remain humans, or we, you're right, you know, that being a prostitute or being a slut, basically, you know, yeah. and making money on it is very prestigious today, you know. So, yeah, they do it on TikTok. They, you know, they just expose themselves. It's it's horrendous. It's, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. We never faced anything like this.
you know when I, when I look at when you look at the fact that when the dust settles, a lot of good Ukrainians are going to wake up and they're going to see that they've been fooled. They're going to see that their great leader, that the West is calling him like the, the, the second coming of Christ, Zelensky, has a $34 million, yeah, $34 million mansion in Miami. Yeah, His wife yeah. and kids are right now in the protective custody of U.S. and Israeli forces in, yeah. in Israel. They're in Israel. Zelensky has also a beautiful villa in Tuscany. Yeah, he's laundering so much money for the elites, and they don't care how many Ukrainians die. And this yeah. is the craziest thing: is Russia cares more about Ukraine and the Ukrainian people than the bloody idiot West does, and that's the facts. And well, but things have been already set in motion, yep. and nothing could be done about it. Ukraine will be dismembered. Well, it is being dismembered as well. Yeah. And whatever, <clears throat> the ramp will be left, <clears throat> if it will be left. It will also be denazified. So, and uh, what can I say? Uh, United States went through the real humiliation in Afghanistan recently. Now the new one, because the Ukrainian forces are the best proxy United States ever had. It's oh, yeah. because they indeed were armed, trained, and some of them are actually better soldiers than those who trained them, you know? Correct. So, and uh, what I'm saying is, and, and of course, we know that complete uh, United States Pentagon and partially U UK Defense Department are directly involved in the command and control of the American forces and directly involved in the political decisions, you know? So, well, there you go. You had uh, Afghanistan. Well, wait until you have the final uh, thing, which already is happening, actually, in Ukraine. Right. So, you know, you have to choose your enemies and you have to choose your allies very cautiously, you know. And they still thought that they, hey, we're going to, you know, win something. Well, no, you're not. Because obviously you never learned a thing about Russia. You never learned about the real world outside. And there you go. So here we have this result. That even Washington yep. Post, it's a, and New York Times, which are the main lying machines of DNC, they cannot lie anymore. Yeah, a exactly right, exactly right, and, and that's the whole entire thing. You know, when we look at the World Economic Forum or or the Weak Empowered yeah. Fools, right? WEF. Yeah. yeah. No, like people that are outside of the West. Look at these guys as a bunch of useless morons. And yet many people in the West, especially in the alternative media, think that these guys are the masters of the universe. So they're going to actually pull off what they say they're going to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, yeah. What are some of the moves? Now, we've heard about bricks, right? Now, a new type of bricks, throwing Indonesia into the mix, right? Yeah. What do you think is happening right now, Andre, or your best case uh, um, uh, analysis? With especially the recent coup that have occurred in Pakistan, where they took down uh, yeah, Iran, Iran. Yeah. Uh, you have India out there. You have the situation in Sri Lanka. You have the situation in South China Seas. You have all these things just coming together. How do you think it's going to? Uh, how do you? What, what's the current thing that's on your ra uh, on your radar? Um, my current thing is this AUKUS uh, and uh, you know the. Uh, Australia, United Kingdom, United States, you know, this kind of semi or already official alliance and their desire to stick those nuclear subs, you know, into Indian Ocean because this is the, especially when you look at the uh, 
uh, basing, which is in Perth, it's direct access, you know, immediately you get out of Perth, you are in the Indian Ocean. It's obviously the signal to China that there are shipping lanes of communications from through the Indian Ocean, which provide about 25 to 30 percent of the hydrocarbons and other resources for Chinese economy, that they will be threatened. This is the only place where the United States still can win something, you know. You can win because obviously United States Navy and, you know, it's still great Navy, you know, United States still great naval power. How well it will develop in the nearest five years, you know what, uh, nobody can say, you know, we might see the complete shrinkage or shrinking of the U.S. military bases and power due to a huge economic crisis, which is ongoing now. But the point is that that is the obviously the hot point, so to speak. And they still in, think in Washington that they can fight China, although they already cannot. They definitely lost the time and they all those are just wet dreams, basically. But uh, I totally can see and the voices are very strong in Turkey. Yeah, that Turkey makes the dash to what is the uh, organization of the common security of Ru Russia and former Soviet Union and, you know, this Eurasian Economic U Union, that Turkey does make a dash and the voices are strong in Turkey, in Turkey about this. They're thinking now about leaving the NATO. And once this happens, if this happens, and the probability of it is growing which each, each day, you know, Erdogan may have some neo-Osman aspirations, but he's also not a completely stupid guy, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, he knew what was happening when Putin saved him in 2016, the coup, remember, and uh, in, in Turkey. And uh, once this happens, the uh, European Union will implode and NATO will collapse because you already can see the uh, complete wobbling inside the even NATO structure. So when Sweden and uh, uh, Finland join, if they join, yeah, Finland already said, yeah, we're going to join, but you know what? No basis or no weapons are on our territory. Well, then why do you need to join? <laughs> fine. I mean, no, I mean, if you want to join, fine. But guess what? The Paris Accord between Soviet Union and uh, uh, Finland and Russia is the care, judicial care to the Soviet Union will be denounced. And there are a lot of troubles for Finland because of that, you know. So, and what can I say? That's the basically reshaping of the world order, which even Huntington couldn't predict, you know. Mm. And we're looking at a complete implosion of the West. So, and that's it, not only in cards, it's happening right now as we speak. 100%. You know, one of the things I said a long time ago is that the collapse of the United States is not good or bad. It's necessary. It's well, necessary. In, essentially, a political system has to be purged. It has we, to be purged. Uh, yeah, we look, we look at the completely corrupt political class whose in, whose competences decline precipitously with the each passing uh, uh, election uh, cycle. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have to see what's gonna go uh, what's gonna go down in uh, midterms yeah. because it most likely will be the slaughter of the Democratic Party at the polls. But if not, I mean, you know what? Uh, it's you basically uh, have the choice between bad and very bad that's pretty much it there is no alternative which and uh, until new generation of american politicians emerges you know people with their realist true realist view on the outside world and on the country 
it's a long way, you know, and um, but we'll see again what can we do, you know, we're small people, you know, just yeah, we talk, we try to inform people, so and yeah, I mean, for me, the big predicator is going to be the midterms. Uh, what happens yeah. during the midterms is going to be the big deciding factor for me yeah. whether I stay or leave. That's yeah, what, that's what it's coming down to for myself personally. It's uh, crazy times we're living in for sure, Andre. Yeah, and let me tell you, I am by inclinations, uh, uh, political inclinations would be considered an independent. Yeah. But let me tell you this way, this thing. Uh, I don't, I abhor both parties. Same. Okay. So, but I will go and uh, vote Republican, despite the fact I will do it, you know, you know, keeping my nose, you know, with the fingers. Yeah. Because they stink. But you know what? At this stage, let uh, elect that and then deal and see what happens next. Same. You know, so Same. if not, well, bye bye. Well, you know, we'll see if we're gonna stay or not. You know, it's our country, and you know, uh, we lived here for so long now that I don't even know that I, uh, although we're obviously Russian people, you know, we have a family in Russia and things of this nature, but uh, you know, we probably have to give it a try, the country to. Kind of, I don't know, go around, but there is very little doubt that what we observe here is the analogy of what Russia was going through in the 90s. Yeah. And it's going to get worse. 100%. And at least what happened in Russia in the 90s, culture was still there, morality yeah. was still there. People were able to pull themselves together. And then because the fact that culture was there and morality was there, that provided. The type of environment for a Vladimir Putin to rise. That's correct. That's and, correct. And what ha the problem here with the United States is we don't have culture anymore. We don't have that morality anymore. We, we, we have it here and there in pockets, but I don't yeah, know if, if 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 it's if it's unified enough where we can bring a strong leader forward, our own Vladimir Putin that can bring this country yeah. back together and drive out our oligarchs and win back and nationalize our industries. That's what we're facing. So, I agree. I agree. We need on, somebody yeah. of the scale. M many people might hate him, hate him or love him, but you need somebody of the scale of FDR, you know, yes. appearing. Uh, or at least somebody like Eisenhower, you know. Yes. But United States doesn't produce people of the scale anymore. No. We have, Not of this caliber. We need an yeah. FDR and we need another PCORA commission to go after all these financial criminals. Yeah, 100%. Very well said. And we need to reinstate Glass-Steagall. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. This alone is worth, you know, pursuing the uh, charges against Mr. Bill Clinton and exactly. those people. Well, uh, uh, CJ, listen, uh, I'm nearing my yes, point of... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So we have to be wrapping up because I need to leave now. So. Yep. Andre, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure and treat. Uh, folks, This uh, we will be a bro a a posting this on YouTube as well. Uh, we're going to have to uh, uh, put up the update. Anyway, the links will be in the description box. Check out Andre's website, smoothiex12.blogspot.com, and make sure you get all three of his books. Uh, Losing Military Supremacy is a great place to start. And with that being said, we're over and out. Thank you all for listening in. Enjoy your weekends. Cheers. Oh, thank you.